What is happening? Welcome to another episode of the Craft A Pitching Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Pollock, and joining me today is the very, very frequent guest, Eno Saris. Eno, thanks for joining me again today. You know what we are? We are like that Kanye West commercial. We, <laughs> we spent all the money on the co-hosts. Uh, we have no money for introductions no, or, or uh, catchphrases. Absolutely or... not. <laughs> uh, and yes, when we do put this on YouTube, it will be from our iPhone cameras in a car. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if you're new to this show, what Eno and I do is we bring uh, just a couple pictures that we wanted to talk about um, today. I don't know who Eno is going to suggest. He doesn't know who I'm going to talk about. And Eno, who is the first guy that you want to talk about today? Well, we spent a lot of time talking about good pitchers. Yeah. And, uh, so I wanted to talk about a pitcher I'm not sure is good. That's and uh, this is uh, of no uh, insult to Wade Miley. He is a major league pitcher. Uh, and in fact, uh, if you look at him by results, he's been fine. You know, mm -hmm. he's uh, he's been almost really good i mean like last three years he's had an era around three uh and a quarter and this is when the league environment offense environment is blowing through the roof and yet he's done it with like a 17 percent strikeout rate and a 90 mile an hour fastball and uh nobody can really understand why and the market doesn't value him one year and eight and a half million he doesn't even get what Lance Lynn got. He doesn't even, you know, he doesn't yeah, right, even right. reclamation projects get. He just came off of 120 innings of a 314 ERA and he he gets eight and a half million in one year uh to go back to Milwaukee. Uh Sierra doesn't like him. His Sierra last year was a five. Uh I don't think where I don't even I don't put FIP on my dashboard, so I have to look for it. Oh, FIP mm -hmm. doesn't like him. Four, six, nine, sure. uh FIP. So you know, there's not really a model that likes him, uh, and my model doesn't like him. And I, what I did was I just took uh, a grouping of uh, of pitchers and um, and looked at like who had the biggest sort of differential. I, what I did was uh, I ranked it by best ERA minus, mm -hmm. and then I looked at who had the worst stuff plus. And Max Fried's on there, but we've we've talked a fair amount about sure, Max yeah. Fried. Um, and then the next one is is Wade Miley with the 15th best ERA minus. Uh, with uh, 300 plus innings over the last three years, I mean he's right next to Tyler Glass now in ERA minus, uh, which makes no sense to me at all. Um, and then after those two, you you have to go all the way down to like Justin Steele and the Cut Ride, um, and uh, Ranger Suarez, Bryce Elder, some sinker guyers, Patrick Sandoval, like changeup guyers. Those guys are. 25 rankings below Wade Miley. Yeah. So Wade Miley is like this really big outlier. And so I'm just trying to like look at him and understand, you know, break him down to, you know, what I used to do was just break everybody down with their individual pitches and sort of evaluate them separately. Yep. And I'm like, sinker, nope. Uh, forcing fastball locates really well. Change up, it might be a good pitch, locates it really well. Slider, uh, decent pitch, locates it well, doesn't trust it. Maybe it hurts him. Maybe, you know, for some reason, he doesn't throw very often. Uh, cutter, obviously, is bread and butter, uh, which does okay by stuff. 98 stuff, 103 locations. And the curveball, which is like uh, a note, but he locates it well. So 
I want to put him in this. He has lots of pitches, locates well, but there are people in this bin. Cole Irvin is a guy in this bin, and he doesn't yeah. have, you know, a, a three ERA over the last three years. So <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of struggling with what it is that uh, makes him stand out. And one thing I did um, on top of this was just look at, you know, we have this um, the shiny where I can look at the interactions between things. Mm-hmm. And I looked at cutters by horizontal and vertical movement. And there was, I had this little bit of a revelation, which is the league average cutter. Miley's cutter is league average by movement. Yeah. The league average cutter actually has a hundred stuff plus, which you might think, duh, no league average by like movement and stuff. That's usually not a hundred like being yeah. league average on something is usually very bad. Right. You know? Right. Right. Uh, so I just, I guess my question after all this rambling is, are cutters underrated? Uh, should people throw more cutters? Is the cutter something that can make this kind of package work? You know, where it's sometimes it's a slider or sometimes it's a fastball. Wherever I use it, if I use it in different places, it's a kind of a hybrid pitch. Uh, I can use it for action. I can use it for location. So maybe the cutter is what makes Wade Miley's sort of otherwise mediocre package kind of all fit together. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of things actually I'm remembering about cutters that you've brought up in the past that like are stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is just how do we discern between a fastball and a slider? And mm-hmm. where does the cutter actually lie on this spectrum? And it drives us up the wall. Yeah. Right. Then you get into the whole slider cutter. I'm not even going to say the word that they had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, that they had is just, which is why sweeper is ST, by the way. It's just the bare bones of of that is my understanding. Um, oh, it's like yeah. taking the T from CT and right. Uh, oh. It was, it was essentially that word. And then they're like, well, we already have this almost built in. Let's just use that for sweeper instead. Um, and that was actually a big debate with us. Like, do we on our player pages now that we have sweeper, a everyone's going to be upset. Like, why is yours different? I'm like, fine. ST. Thanks so Let's much. Let's both agree guy. to do SW. Yeah. I, right. Please, just because they I mean, did it, SD doesn't it. make any sense. <laughs> SW is much better. And then, then I'll say, cool. Can we make all swing strikes include foul tips? That'll be the other thing. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> because they obviously should. And I don't have any. I don't. I've never heard a single argument as to why it shouldn't. Wait, what's the but, argument? Swing, swing strikes swing should strike include, should foul, include tips. foul tips. If you strike, if you throw a fastball and they foul tip into the glove and it's strike three, it's not a foul ball. It's strike right. three. They swung. They tried to hit it. And they missed. It's a swinging strike. Like I don't understand why we would differentiate between the two. Um, but I anyway, just think of a swinging strike is you don't get any ball, right? But like, do you realize like how the difference between making contact enough to make a foul ball, a foul tip, and then missing entirely? So often it's like one millimeter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like there's just one line of making a foul ball or in play. And if you don't hit that line, I don't care. It's a swinging strike. Foul tips just happen to be like, oh, close, but no cigar. But the easiest uh, line to draw is zero contact with the ball. Right. But then the result of it is the same mm-hmm. when it's a foul tip. Well, my argument is zero contact with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they still, for all intents and purposes, they didn't do it enough. They didn't do what they needed to do in order for it to not be a swinging strike. Anyway, all right. I'm going to fight you on that one. At least we can, fine. We can just join up for Back, back to cutters. Okay? 
Back to cutters. We are the tangent masters. Um, the uh, the other one I think of a lot is uh, I, I still I, I will always remember you talking to Brandon Woodger and saying, "Look, you need a pitch to throw for a strike, and that's a slider. A slider just just in the zone and not big uh, whiff pitch is so effective and really helps things out a ton." And we've seen a lot from Padres guys like Joe Musgrove and you Darvish say, "Like, look, the cutter is just a better thing to throw in the zone." than a fastball that I, I don't really love or whatever it is. Just like, hey, I need to pitch to throw in the zone. Great. Possibly. Like, it, yeah. you know, we talk about how uh, command is harder on bigger shapes. Right. So right. here's a smaller shape. Yeah. So maybe it's, you know, theoretically easier to command, but it is more shape than your fastball or a different yeah, absolutely. shape than your fastball. Yeah. Um, and obviously we can talk about Mo Rivera and all that kind of stuff of how good those pitches can be. But uh, you also have uh, Kodai Senga, and I'm trying to make... Uh, have an understanding really of where I should be ranking him or really just my assessment for the year for Senga because I look at him and I say, okay, you have a four-seamer that you can't command as you want to. That's a scatter shot of a four-seamer. Mm-hmm. As much as it should be able to play up pretty well, you can't really do that consistently and it's just a scatter shot. His cutter is also a scatter shot, but it's just always in the zone scatter shot. And that is actually the best pitch in his arsenal. It's not the ghost fork to me. That is the best results pitch, but he uses it so heavily in two strike counts and it's a strike about 54% of the time. The cutter is like a 70% strike rate for Kodai Senga and looking at it stuff wise, all this, it doesn't really feel like it's a pitch that should dominate, but it just does. And I'm very much on the, on the side where I say, okay, well I can grasp where Senga has a four seamer that is actually has good vert and everything. And then just because this cutter is different, there's not enough time for guys to really adjust enough. They don't really know where They're that cutter is going, right? So it's it's really difficult to manage, and it's not as telling as say a, a slider. Uh, sometimes cutters are more consistent, and the and batter after seeing a couple of times will know. Okay, cool. This is the adjustment I make on it. And that's great. Honestly, I don't think too many hitters do that. So you can get away with harder cutters inside the zone. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi got away with it for a little bit as well. Um, we've seen Valdez actually have success. But that's a whole other story about his cutter. Uh, that I, I, I will never forget bonding in September being like, why doesn't he throw it anymore? I don't know. Still don't get it. But see, his cutter is, uh, these are fundamentally different cutters, I think. Right. Yes. Because Fromber's, and it might be usage that really determines what you should call it right yeah because uh i was just flipping around you know with two strikes kodai senga throws his cutter 11 percent of the time oh wow yeah and with zero strikes he throws it 32 percent of the time yeah so that tells me it's a cut fastball right right right, right. but then you'll have uh somebody uh bryce miller yeah throws a gyro slider so a tight tight hard slider with less movement some places have it as a cutter right you know uh let me just do the same thing i just did for him i'm assuming uh, you're using brooks baseball for this because that's where i would do normal count stuff yeah <laughs> i still use it even though uh there, i have some complaints because it loads quicker than a lot of other sites <laughs> and uh and there's some easy things to toggle anyway with it, two strikes uh, Bryce Miller throws his cutter 24% of the time mm-hmm. and with zero strikes, he throws it 16% of the time. Right. So that to me is like a big, you know, yeah, uh, there's a, a theoretical, uh, philosophy with it. And then um, Wade Miley, uh, I mean, that's, I would assume, cutter, that's just what he does. I would assume and, it's like pretty high in both. So two strikes 
cutter 14, zero strikes, cutter 19. Yeah. Uh, so what I see with, with Wade Miley, I mean, first and foremost, it's a huge difference between lefties and righties. Generally, when you have a cutter, it's not actually as big as I expected it with Wade Miley. It's 43% usage against righties, 40% still against lefties. Uh, what he does so well is he gets it inside to them. I mean, mm-hmm. he, seeing just seeing the, the the heat map, I don't even need to see how much higher than average. It's just all glove side and he gets it inside a ton. And if you're able to constantly do that from the left side into righties, I, I've honestly not really seen a cutter from a pitcher that does not work if you do that. And he pairs it against the righties with a 30% uh, usage changeup, which stays away and down and away. And this is pretty much like what he does. Cutter Four change, seamers yeah. can sometimes go upstairs and be whatever, but that's never really going to be a thing anymore for Wade Miley. Um, who's by the way, apparently he hasn't been on the Brewers for like six years, and I just don't believe that in my head. <laughs> I refuse. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is I understand about uh, you know, a lot of models saying, like, yeah, he shouldn't be very good. FIP is never going to be friendly to him because, well, he doesn't strike a ton of batters out, you know, and uh that's just anytime you have lower strikeouts, you're generally gonna say, Well, cool, the babs are not gonna get away, all that kind of stuff. Um he just finds a way to limit hard contact against right-handers. Uh, Cutter has a 39% ICR. Changeup is 28%. And well, you know, that's 73% of the pitches he throws. Uh, actually, 93% if you want to throw in the, uh, um, the four-seamer 39% ICR too. And that's what it was last year. And he's a command-focused Toby. I mean, this is what makes a Toby to me, is those guys that have like a 20% strike rate, but they rely on command more than they do stuff. Um, and sometimes it's just like, yeah, that's that's the book on Wade Miley. And as far as left-handers go, um, the changeup isn't that pitch anymore. So he needs to find something else. He has a slower slider. It's eight ticks slower than the cutter. So it actually is like a proper shift between them. Apparently, there's a curveball around the same velocity. I don't know if that's really that big of a difference. Um, but that is, uh, that is a super effective pitch for him. This is wild. I, I got to see what the, the sample is. All right, so he had, uh, oh man, I got to see this in just a second. Okay, 45 balls in play last year, 12.5% ICR in those, which is absurdly low for his slider against lefties. I mean, you generally expect lefties to have good sliders against other lefties, but I mean, this is way mildly. We don't think of like, oh, cool, debilitating lefty slider, right? Um, apparently he has that. Uh, must, the reason he doesn't use it more is he just he must trust it just against lefties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just a lot. All the stuff I'm giving right now is just against lefties. He doesn't yeah. throw it at all against righties. So maybe some part of what some part of why he's good is like, you know, he's a lefty. So he with a good slider. So he he can uh, neutralize lefties. And then against righties, he's cut or change up mm-hmm. like almost almost exclusively. And both of those pitches are, are tough. You know, right. Are good platoon split pitches. He just reminds me, though, kind of of like a, a throwback mm-hmm. in terms of like these are. These are strikeout rates you would have seen all over the place in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, and then here's a league that just doesn't trust him, but it's hard to sort of argue against what he's done. Uh, you know, even for his career, 1,700 innings with a 4.06 ERA and an 18% strikeout rate. It's just, just wild to me. It's crazy. I, I, it's it, you made a really good point there. I I've been focusing a lot on. Do you have a weapon against righties? Do you have a weapon against lefties? Right. 
so much so this offseason. And really, you can generalize a ton, as you were saying. Cutters, if you're able to go inside to opposite-handed batters, will just generally be a good thing. And the fact that he throws it 40% of the time, that is going to work. Uh, it's also really hard to get lift on those unless they're down um, to really actually pull in enough um, so you can get around on it, especially as he keeps bearing inside on you. Uh, and then obviously against righties as a lefty, the big thing that every lefty does, and if you come up through the development circles and whatever, you don't have a changeup against righties, like what are you doing? How do you, how did you do this? <laughs> um, so yeah, he has that too. And it's like, those are the big, big things is a cool, like uh, you have changeups against righties or cutters against righties. And then he, opposite one is a slider. Um, he still threw 306 four seams to righties, the 507 slugging Wade Miley did. Yeah, so. that's not a good pitch. <laughs> but that's, I think maybe if you just yeah. do cut or change, you know, and you're trying to be a starting pitcher and you get to the fifth inning, you know, someone's like, all right, I'm just sitting cutter here. Yeah, right. Um, that used to be a pitch. Um, it's interesting. Actually, you really throw four seamers for a bit. Uh, like in 2020, the short season was just 10% usage against righties. And then he upped it to like 15 to 20. In the last couple of years, uh, massive swing strike rate in 2020, in a very small sample. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he does try to elevate it at least. His vert isn't great. His his whew, height adjusted VAA is saying you have a very steep approach on this. So it just, just does not work in your favor. Um, what was a, what was it? So I was know. playing around with uh, Alex Chamberlain's uh, pitch leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, what is a good, that <laughs> I call it adjusted. Yeah, I, I do adjusted. What is a height. good adjusted right? vertical approach angle? Um, the V of quad A. I to me, if I see one point two and above, that means you've got it. Four upstairs. If I see under one, that means it's you're more steep. I uh, in my head, it's like, um, I'm just pretty much treating this like as one is like the baseline, and then above or below, uh, from there. So Wade Miley being like a 0.5, I think it is, which is actually one of the lower ones I've seen. 0.3, that is as that's like incredibly steep. Uh, and imagine if we had Josh Kalmanter from well, way back, it'd make the steepest of steep. I've got uh, so I'm looking at uh, vertical movement on uh, on his leaderboard, and I got you know Felix at the top. I've got a minimum. You know, yeah, Felix, Felix at the Batista, top, Felix Batista, yeah. Trevor Richards, um, mm-hmm. Colin Pache, uh, yeah. Nick Pavetta, Jose Urquidy. Yeah, Pavetta, yeah, Urquidy, and Tristan McKenzie are all there. Now, keep in mind, those guys are very over the top. So generally, of course, being more over the top, you're going to have more natural vert. Right. Um, so they're, so they're the, the, so Felix is, is minus 40.43. Minus okay, so that is your that's the VAA, VAA yeah. right? Uh-huh. Not the height adjusted. So you one. want you want you're saying below zero is good. Uh, below zero, well, hold on. So there's VAA, which uh-huh. is your just flat one based on where you're throwing so it. Like they're in I the throw minus, a pitch above me, you know, then I have five angle them below, right? Them. Right. So that's based on where the location is of the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the height adjusted one is one I like because it's not about where you the pitches actually land. It's pretty much just saying like, okay, based on your height and everything, this is kind of like the neutral right. where so it is. Those, yeah. th- what's interesting to me is that those, so the good ones like Bautista, Pache, uh, Pavetta, mm-hmm. they are, um, you know, minus 0. 0.4. 
you know? Right. So when it comes to, so it again, I want to, for some reason, has the same yeah. vertical approach angle, but has a plus 0.15. Right. So, okay. So when it comes to VAA, it's reporting based on where the pitch was actually thrown. So if you throw it low versus high, you're going to have right. a different VAA. Right. I get uh, that. So, so I Nestor actually Cortez's don't really look at, is I don't look zero at zero because of his release point and because so of his location. So I, it's always going to be really over zero for the most part, like the positives, um, at least how we do it. Man, it's might actually be like zero is one uh, based on Kyle's. This is a good question, actually, for Kyle, um, mm-hmm. how we use it. I'm literally referring to the ones on our player pages, the pitchers player pages. And the so what do you have about for Bautista for VA? That's a great question. I'll get that one up. Um, but anyway, just to put a pin on the explanations of this, the reason why it's helpful to do height adjustment is that you can actually see in a vacuum where they would have success, right? If you want, if you have a lower number, that means you're good at steep. If you have it, uh, if you have a high number, that means you'd be good upstairs. So yeah, I see a very, not a good one. It's a 0.5 uh, for Bautista because it makes sense. He's very high up mm-hmm. on his release, right? It's not a low arm angle. So a 0.5, not good. Generally means, hey, steep is fine, but you have a 20 IVB, a 20 vert, like that might outweigh it because it's just so Plus overwhelming. 6.6 extension, and, which is know. really good. 100 miles per hour. Like, yeah, right. It's okay. Also that super the, important. Right. <laughs> That's so Nestor Cortez's it, right? is, 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 let's look at Nestor Cortez's. It's yeah, better. absolutely. It's so, better. Cause so, it, no, yeah. Nestor Cortez is insanely good. Yeah. Um, his is 1.1, which is again better. It's above one, which is good. So over on Alex Chamberlain's has, leaderboard, if you're playing along, yeah. I'm guessing that plus over zero is good because Nestor Cortez is plus 0.15 over there. There you so go. So according to yeah. Alex Chamberlain's numbers, you're looking for a plus number in front of VAAA. There it is. Beautiful. And if you really want a good example, to me, it's Zach Wheeler as a 1.4. <laughs> That's the one that I'm like, oh, man. This is why he's so good. He has a 7.3 extension, a 1.4 height adjusted VAA. Um, and even though he has only 14 inches of vert, like who cares? Was that yeah, and if you want a bizarre answer, it's <laughs> Tyler Rogers, a slider. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> because that is somehow not it's a rising literally slider. rising when it's getting to the plate, but pretty close to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, a rise. I mean, it kind of still is, though. It's. I mean, I, by the I, time I, it gets there, it's slowing down its ascent, right? It's, yeah. It's like, eh, we're coming back down for landing. Uh, but right. So. When it comes to Wade Miley with all of this, uh, the point I'm getting at is it's not a good four-seamer. And I think that if he keeps throwing at 20%, generally these things fade away. The, the hardest um, thing for us to understand here is, okay, your margin for error every year gets a little bit worse. Are you are you out of it? How are you still doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Are you like still inside of it that you're fine or not, right? Um, there's an argument to be made that as you get older, command is the thing that's stickiest, right? As opposed to stuff. Because you're going to throw your stuff softer, is just going to get you know? worse every year. But if you have command, that might be able to stick around, especially for vets. And it's kind of wild about that. Like it? Zach Greinke stuck around a little bit longer than yeah. maybe some people thought, and it, like right. the stuff wasn't there anymore. But he exactly. had lots of pitches and he had command. So and Wade Miley having average movement for the cutter and being able to locate this consistently, it makes sense to me. I see see Miley as this guy. Like, yeah, you probably are going to be decent again. Um, the Brewers without Craig Council. I've been thinking about this. Like we used to think of the Brewers too as I don't know five innings and you're done, being super quick with it. And Wade Miley certainly was on the, you know, one of those. Remember his four pitches in the playoff game? Like he was the opener for one batter to throw off the lineup to make sure that they were 
you know, for a righty instead of a lefty. He had a fair um, amount of six inning starts last year, though. Well, that was with the Cubs. Um, no. But now that he's heading to the... No, he was in Milwaukee last year. Oh, he was. That's right. See, okay. You know what? I don't know what Wade Miley does. I just thought that was inherently wrong. I mean, that he was, this is why I bring him up. Yeah. Like, we don't think yeah. about him very Good often because we nobody wants to nobody wants to be like, I brought a sleeper for this year. It's Wade Miley. Yeah, like, no one wants to say that. <laughs> nobody wants to like bet on it. Like even the major league teams are like, yeah. uh, I'll put eight million on it. Right. Oh, this right. Is, you know, it even says here seven million, eight million there. But anyway, so yeah, like no one's no one's betting hard on this, but I just wonder if like and I'll have another name later that you know for you know where I'm going with this is like other other guys later, but right. You know, the 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 question is like, you know, are we just wrong on Wade Miley? It's possible. Um, you're absolutely right. It was 120 innings last year, 23 starts. I uh, I am also really messed up right now because we just have these new headshots, and the one for like a blank silhouette is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> it's like the uh, the villain, or there's that movie with Natalie Portman. And where she goes into like some shimmer thing and you finally meet this like thing and it looks just like that and it's it's horrific uh so we're gonna change that guys maybe we'll get an easter egg of my headshot from brandeis as the silhouette um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh yeah with wade miley, wade miley can sometimes be a little scary there it is yeah there it is. Just, just his own face <laughs> Um, that is very true. Maybe we're better off. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, there is a tier in my ranks that actually is, starts with Wade Miley, which is, all right, they all have jobs and there might be something beneficial from this. Like this one after I'm guessing if I had to guess who your next guy is, it would be Jose Quintana because he was a command guy that figured it out in 2022. I remember actually in 2021, he had this one start where he said, Hey, look, I'm actually going to throw high four seamers today. And then he did kind of well, but everything else was bad. So it was a bad start. Then another start, he said, hey, cool. I'm going to throw only low curveballs today. And those did great, except everything else was bad. And all I wanted was for him to combine the two in one start. And then he actually did. Like 2022, he had this breakout essentially at whatever age he is doing that with actually good command of his changeup. And then he pretty much did it when he came back for the Mets last year too. He's another command guy I grew up with Wade Miley in this way of, yeah, it's not going to be overwhelming, but it's not going to be like a five year array. Like he's going to have good enough command to be a four year array guy, like a 120 whip or something. Like that's actually going to happen. And the Mets are going to start him out there as long as they can. So, yeah, there we are have a couple a joke, of those guys out there. Name for this on Rates and Barrels is the Lodum. It's it's spelled wrong, but it's, uh, mo- it's supposed to be model backwards. What <laughs> 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 is oh, like- that's pretty cool? Every once in a while, I mean, this is what I, this is definitely something I do in the spring, and it's definitely something I do in the winter, which is, you know, suppose you're all wrong about everything, like, mm. you know, like where, like, just troll through your lists and find the guys that you're the most wrong on, and yeah, and, and investigate your biases and investigate your your issues. I, I think there are some issues with like then making this something like I'm going to go out and I'm going to run a major league team and sign five Wade Miley's, you know, (laughs) and like, I'm going to, I've got a, I've got a Miley system and I'm just going to tell everyone, Hey, we're throwing cutters. Everyone here (laughs) throwing cutters. The anti Orioles. Um, The, uh, there's there's definitely something that can happen. You can, you can get on the wrong side of the ball. You can lose 
Paddock. We talked about Chris Paddock losing Ver yeah, on right, his fastball. Right. The Yankees we were talking about too, Garrett Cole and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, there are ramifications. I think it's just one of those things. It's like the, it's like an old, old pitcher trick where, yeah, you know, like, or like converting a catcher to closer or something where it's like, you know, you know, like, well, you're not going to make it like this. So, you know, learn a knuckleball, learn a cutter, you know, <laughs> get on the mound, you know, see what you can do. Um, so absolutely, I, it, it isn't something that I uh, very easily uh, can then turn on young players and be like, oh, this is the next Wade Miley. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's also part of it, too, is that you don't see from young guys because the raise you're mentioning is the last resort kind of right. Yeah. Um. I would love to see this at like 96, 97, though. Oh, man, someone please do that. But, uh, you know, what we're, what we're, we're getting this year is the year of the splitter, uh, with capital Y and capital S, as, <laughs> as, as, as we've, as has been announced. And so if this, this year is the year of the splitter, I can almost guarantee you that sometime in the next five years, we're going to have the year of the cutter. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's a much better <laughs> You're like, you can throw uh, strikes with pitch? it. <laughs> it's going to be really good. Yeah. It was sweeper last year, right? It's splitter this year. Yeah. And that's going to be better. I just had um, a conversation with the uh, with a uh, a team employee about how, and this is definitely on the tangent level, but the sweeper was the, the the trendy pitch. Yeah, and he's saying that like, first of all, you know, when you have a guy like Evan Phillips that you know has the arm slot to perfectly throw a sweeper, right? Mm-hmm. You have like a low spin efficiency guy. He's kind of around the ball anyway. And you you teach him this this way where the seams are looped to get the seam shifted wake and they don't the pitch doesn't drop as much. You teach him a very sideways pitch that kind of you know goes against the the, the two seam going the other way. And you, you yeah. kind of split the banana and it's mechanically makes a lot of sense for them. Then you get the Bryce Millers where you know it doesn't mechanically make sense. It doesn't even work as well because people right. are like, I can see you doing that thing that you're doing when you throw the sweeper. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. But then there's a third class I hadn't even heard of before this conversation, which is there are pitchers out there and you'll see pitchers that threw a sweeper for a little bit and then stopped, yeah. even though they had good results. And I hate to say this because someone might take this and be like, oh, you know, said that, you know, sweepers cause injury. It's not that they cause injury on everybody, but sweepers do hurt some people's elbows. Yep. And absolutely it, does. I think it is the class of player where it hurts a little bit is guys who are kind of more spin efficient, more over the top. They want that sweeper. They throw the sweeper from a, a mechanical, biomechanical standpoint that doesn't fit the rest of their arsenal. So all of a sudden they're doing something very different than they're doing on the other pitches. And then they get this big movement profile and they're like, Oh, happy fun ball. Right. And they start chasing it. So there's like this, this, um, this psychological component yep. where like, you know, they're chasing that, that sideways movement and they, it's the, the track man's on and they're like, Oh, can I get a 20 on there? Yeah. Yeah. I want to get a 20. Can I get a 20? Oh, I got and it's like uh well did that feel good and you're like well not not really actually no, no <laughs> yeah um there's actually something specific about that i really want to get into but before we do we have to take a quick break what i think about all the time when i think about the, the sliders that are well really sweepers rather that uh, a lot of guys are embracing and they might not be the ones that should be doing and not even just those massive over the top guys like tristan mckenzie should not be throwing one right um there's 
there's something to be said about exactly it. staying behind the ball, spin efficiency. Why is that harder to do? Because you need to be a supinator. Like you need to be able to open up and show your palm constantly when you throw. Like Rich Hill threw a curveball, but it was a sweeper. That's exactly what a sweeper is. You essentially have a curveball grip, but instead of showing that front, you show that side. That's it. And I remember and he always had the slot that was perfect for it. I think, this, yeah, yeah exactly. I think he's like an OG best sweeper example. for sure. Right. And I remember hearing a player talk to me about their new slider and they're throwing it like throwing a pizza and where they leave with their pinky, but then they're sideways. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's literally the motion that, you know, just did going across. I'm sure a lot of you just did it too, where you think to yourself, wait, hold on a second. Wasn't there that old guy when I was in Little League saying, don't throw out your arm like this? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> because yes, that's exactly why we, it. This is why we don't teach sliders to right. 11 and 10 year olds. <laughs> We've gone somehow. We have like the bell curve of like the idiot and the, the super intellect and like the people in the middle, right? Yeah. I, I like, don't throw it like this. Don't throw it like this. And we have everyone in the beginning like, no, why not? They're the best pitch ever, right? Yeah, right. It's It does hurt your your arm and i say this a lot of like you can actually feel this in your elbow the effects that it has and it's so easy all you have to do get everyone is you put out your hand and you put your palm facing out in front of you and then you take your index finger and middle finger and you just go down while you have your left hand over your elbow in the middle and you can just feel your tendon and there's nothing moving as i just go down on my two index fingers great i'm just saying hi like i'm waving forward yeah However, if I now turn my wrist as I go forward, as I turn it to the right with going in a, a, a anti-clockwise motion, counterclockwise, you can feel your tendon move. Yeah. You feel it like it gets stiff and aggressive. That's what you're doing at this high probably velocity. probably like bone spurs. It's probably flipping over the, the bone there. Right. So what I'm getting at is, we're talking about Evan Phillips, Rich Hill, these guys with these lower arm angles. I mean, I'm thinking of like, Andrew Heaney, Nick Lodolo, uh, um, Chris Sale, a lot of these slinging lefties, they generally have these big sweeping sliders, which is cool because they're already there and they've contorted themselves. I actually, there was a moment um, watching in college, of, uh, a colleague of mine, he changed his arm angle from like being high up to low. And I remember the coach literally stopping where he was, being postured straight up and then turning his entire body. Like just, I am not, you're not throwing a different arm angle with your head in your same spot. And now I'm just lowering my arm. You turn everything to make it so that your arm is natural with your body. Like they say in youth baseball, stay behind the ball, stay on top of the ball. They say, stay on top of the ball. What does a kid do in youth baseball? When you tell him to stay on top of the ball, drops his head to get his arm up high. Right. And you'll see that with some major league pitchers, but this is not a really healthy way to pitch. So, so essentially, there's going to be one natural play, place where you're like, cool, this is how I throw. If you want a lower arm anger or a higher one, that means you have to contort all of your body to, to go with it. And what can happen is when you're throwing this, you have that normal way for your four-seamer. If you're keeping it and then doing a sweeper, you're going against it now. Yeah. So it's important to understand that, yeah, it's maybe not for everybody. And I'll be honest with you, you know, gyro sliders are generally better pitches than sweepers especially if you throw them 89 and like yeah right and this you can is something i've seen better this year is like... you can throw them to both sides of the plate and or it's both batters rather i uh, i don't know and also like it's harder to adjust north south as a hitter than it is pushing the bat further out i uh, 
that's just me. I mean, I'll always love the Chaz Rowe sweeper. I think that's just one of the sexiest slow motion pitches I'll ever see in my life. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it, sweepers to me are, I don't know. It's it's another way for people to experiment to see if it's good for them, but it's not always good. If I'm just looking at spin efficiency leaderboards and like picking out guys that don't throw sure. sweepers that could, um, my guy from later shows up, but um, oh, man. Uh, Zach Greinke is actually on here. 80%, huh? uh, 80% uh, spin efficiency on his four seam. I do think he actually uh, was experimenting with the sweeper. Um, then uh, Zach Gallen has an 81% spin oh, efficiency. Interesting. On his uh, it's I funny think because he th- he's really been messing around with like the cutter and the slider too. And he doesn't really uh, throw a sweeper yet, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, uh, Jose Budo is on here down down at the bottom here. Uh, Jose Leclerc, that'd be really funny if he threw a sweeper. Um, hmm. Maybe maybe he does. I'm not looking at their movement patterns while I'm doing this. Matt Brash is the sweeper god, and he's at 82 and a half. Um, Bryce I mean, Elder, Drew Rasmussen is down here. He throws uh, he throws a power curve, a sweeper, and a gyro slider, and uh, <laughs> is always hurt. Does he have uh, anything that goes arm side anymore? No, I don't think so. Uh, so uh, that's the kind of pitcher that I think uh, you would normally be looking at. On the other end, like the 100% spin efficiency guys, there aren't many guys that throw sweepers, and I wouldn't tell them to do so. Um, oh, man. I this mean, is actually terrifying because I've been really in on Pavetta because he has his whirly bird sweeper. That's the, that's the one. That's the one that I'm a little surprised at, but... Uh, Shane McClanahan is 100. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put him for that. I mean, I don't think I. I don't like think Blake Snell, I would say actually is probably up there a bit. Josiah Gray is at 99, which is weird because mm-hmm. of how dead dead uh, zone his four seam is. Yeah, that's um, interesting. AJ Schauver. So, 100%. so all the way back to where we're saying, should Wade, Wade Miley throw a sweeper? The answer is no. That's not going to be the thing that makes Wade Miley the. Uh, uh, more than this, like I guess we throw him eight million dollars, and hopefully we get 120 innings this year. Well, it just, it just, it, maybe his slider has sweeper type uh, personality because you said it was a really good one against lefties. It doesn't really use against righties. He is yeah, it's just, it's just a slider, though. It's, I think it's just more of a gyro one than it is a. He's at 87 spin, spin efficiency, so from that standpoint, mm-hmm. um, he could be. Yeah, he could be. But you were, oh man, what were you you were saying about. Uh, Anyway, I lost <laughs> I lost something I was thinking about. Um, well, we're we're getting we're getting close to the forty minute mark, so I'm just going to give you the because that was supposed to be the quick one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can we talk about the Tigers? I feel like this entire off season they have such an interesting rotation, and there's been so much focus on Tarek Skubal. We don't really need to jump into him a ton. I think there's been a lot of breath spent on him. But there are some interesting names in there now. Uh, there's Jack Flaherty, where I'm still undecided about can he be fixed, can he not? Uh, there's Kenta Maeda, who, who just does not have a sub-25% strikeout rate any year. Going to Comerica, where but even though they changed just the keeps getting worse so and bad. worse and worse. So and he keeps bad. throwing a splitter more and more and more. I mean, that's fun. He can earn strikes with his splitter, fortunately. Um, but... With Kenta Maeda, the biggest issue has always been home runs, and now he goes to a 90 park factor home run in 2023, which is including the dimension changes that they had last year for Comerica. 
So that's a positive thing. I mean, the defense itself, actually, the outfield was better than the infield, which was kind of shocking to me with Baez there. But uh, it's that could help out Kenta Maeda. He's been circled to me as someone that I just can't decide if he's just going to get worse or still going to maintain lots of strikeouts with a solid slider, like a PLB loves a slider, um, a splitter that is more consistent than most. But yeah, those fastballs are terrible. And then you have the end of it, like, there's Reese Olsen here. There's Sawyer Gibson Long. There's Jackson Job, who honestly I think is the number one pitching prospect in the majors to me. Yeah. The only problem is that you have Sawyer Gibson Long and Casey Mize and uh, Reese Olsen up for one rotation spot right now. So you just aren't going to see Jackson Job for I, too long. I don't know. I, I mean, I just I don't have that much faith in uh, the olds. Um, in Maeda and in Flaherty. But one thing that did come up that's really funny compared to what we were just talking about, um, Flaherty's 72% spin efficiency on the four scene. Is that right? And he has months where his sliders had sweeper like sideways movement. I just mm. I just really get this vibe that you shouldn't call it a sweeper if you're talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, let's work on getting more sideways movement. Yeah, your slider. What if you held it like this? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, I've just got like at this point, we had the slider on stuff plus as eighty nine stuff plus, and that's really low for a slider because sliders are like average is like hundred and five or something like. Hmm. Most sliders, this model likes most sliders. The only pitch it says he says is 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 is, is good is the knuckle curve. Uh, yeah. And the four seam is down to 89 stuff plus. And I saw a real difference on the slider and the, and the, and just his overall work when he was over 94 and when he's under 94 and there's just fewer and fewer days that he's over 94. So what I think this is, is one of those things where they're like, maybe we get lucky. The health is good. Flaherty comes into town and he's thrown hard and we just, we just get a good season out of him and he goes and signs somewhere else in a long-term deal. And we don't have to deal with what happens after that. Right. Um, I mean, with, with Flaherty, though, he, he doesn't have good fastball command. No. And he actually has the high adjusted VA you want, 1.2. He has pretty good extension, 6.8. Uh, but like from a righty, that 94 mile an hour line is a big deal. But that's the thing, right? Yeah, 93. And that's that's to me why that 94 matters. It, it's, uh, you know, a lot of times, I mean, you made this excellent point over the years about the biggest jump in effect in uh, effectiveness for fastballs is really in the 94 to 95 i think it is right or maybe it might be that's where it was at one point it was 94 yeah but I, I would assume that it's like 94 and a half 95 now but yeah yeah it was 93.1 last year he had moments like when he showed up to the orioles like in the first game he was throwing like 96 or something like, yeah. oh that was cool and then of course adrenaline went away but command is bad his high lock is under 40 percent on that four seamer even mm. though the va saying look like you can get a lot more value out of this upstairs than most other guys. So with that good extension as well, that's a huge deal. And actually similarly is Matt Manning on the squad. And I remember talking in the Detroit free press. Um, they were, uh, he was, uh, he was saying that Matt Manning's like Zach Wheeler. I'm like, what? I've never thought of this in my life. Like yeah, that's Matt not Manning, Zach Wheeler, what are you talking about? <laughs> But as I mentioned before with Wheeler, like, okay, cool, elite extension, that elite um, height-adjusted VAA. And, well, you know, 1.5 for Manning on the height-adjusted VA 
over seven feet extension, but it's 93. And we actually have seen some success for Manning when he sits 95. That actually, but also better locations for Manning than Flaherty. And I like Manning. I like Manning actually. Uh, so that's interesting for me. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with good locations because it's 38% high lock. And if I'm telling you it's a 1.5 height adjusted VA, that is like do nothing but throw upstairs. Mm. It is so absurdly effective at 1.5 and higher that if you're doing it low, you're actually making your pitch worse because you're helping them get it flat as they want matching the bat path low. Uh, you want it steeper. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can go low to make the high more effective, but. You but yeah, have... that's got to be a surprise. That yeah. can't be uh, what he's generally doing. Right. So there's stuff to adjust there. The slider has improved massively for Matt Manning. Um, the the results on that uh, much better. Last year as a whole, 32% usage with just 32% ICR. That's awesome. You throw a pitch over 30% of the time with that few uh, hard hits. That's amazing. 68% strike rate. Like that to me is just, hey, you have yourself... A Merry Christmas now, throwing this slider in the zone. That's great. And if you get that, that fastball actually doing what it's supposed to do, too. There is some promise with Matt Manning. But, I mean, yeah, Jack Flaherty is just kind of a slightly worse version at this point. I don't think, like, you know, weird. there's some... Like, no one's really tried a Flaherty in the bullpen for a long time. And there does seem to be, like... Hmm. Know if you like, what if you were 95 96 out of the bullpen? Like, Flaherty, like, think of all the boring starting pitchers that have become great yeah. closers, you know? Yeah, I think he John could, Smoltz. he could have like a real second hat, second career as uh, as a closer, you know? If uh, if so, you have to think about options, I think, you know, because uh, Olsen has two options, uh, yeah, Man well, right, has right. two options. Sawyer. Sawyer Long has three, I would assume. Yeah, three. Too, yeah. Um, and then Mize is going to have the IL to play with. So, right. although nobody other than Billy Epler plays with the IL, <laughs> there's a reason we called it Dodgeritis. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, I think like opening day, it's. Uh, I guess they have Flaherty here second. I don't know. I don't know who number two is actually. I I would think it's Maeda. It's got to be. Yeah. So Scooble, Maeda, Manning, Manning, and Flaherty, then it's Flaherty, and, and so then Olson yeah. is kind of the guy who's fighting for his life along with Flaherty. Well, I think it's Mize though. No, no, I'm saying Mize is on the out. He's Why? not on the opening day rotation because I I start him on the IL no matter what he says. Oh, interesting. Just and then I just get, for the sake of it. Yeah, manages innings. Yeah. I did talk to a, a team employee that said, like, we were talking about a, a top prospect. And I was like, do you still talk about innings? He's like, yeah, we have to talk about innings because we have to talk about when we want these innings. Yeah, like, right, 120 right. innings. You know, when do we want these? Yeah. So with the Tigers is like, what's the most innings you would get out? Of, you want to get out of Mize this year? 100, 120. Then just on the outside chance you get you're, you're in the wild card chase. You would want those sort of slanted towards the end of the season. Yeah, so I think sense. you you come up with an excuse to start him on the IL, and you, basically Flaherty and Olson both know we got Mize, Gibson, Long, you know, and, and behind Job. him, oh. Job, you know, we got we got people coming. So Man. you got to put Flaherty in a place where he knows he's pitching for his life. Yeah, right? that's that's a great great. Like point. he shows up in Baltimore. Oh, I got traded. I'm pitching. I'm pitching for my next team. Everyone's looking now. I'm gonna try and throw harder. So right, put right. him in Flaherty, and he's pitching for life, and he's pitching for his life and sucking. 
then you're like, hey, let's talk about the bullpen. Yeah, um, that's a great point. And I do want to talk a little bit about Reese Olsen for a second. Uh, but before we do, we have to take a quick break. So Reese Olsen to me is someone who has a phenomenal slider, knows how to utilize his sinker correctly against right-handers, a changeup that can be a little more polished and consistent, and an atrocious four-seamer. And to me, that isn't quite enough for consistency yet. What does your like your high lock say on him? Because he, his four seam is um, we've got a good location plus number, but yeah, awful stuff less. Forty three percent high lock. Is that that's no that that's uh that's low, low percentile. Um, but would it play uh, up well there? I mean, it's not a good no. Pitch. It, it, it to me, it's a four seamer that has more horizontal movement. So there are times he gets it enough inside to right. So he just throws it too much. Yeah, it's just not a good pitch to me. Um, he, maybe, it's like maybe anytime he's a cutter candidate. That, cutter. cutter. Yeah, well, right. Exactly right. <laughs> because we're talking before about weapons and saying, okay, when you have this kind of weakness, which if you have a, if you're sinker focused, you have to have a cutter essentially, or like uh, uh, the best changeup ever. Um, if you're a right-hander or a passable um, four seam, like this is not. Yeah, this might not be passable. Right. This is not. No. I mean, just for <laughs> for stuff plus heads out there, seventy six. It's a bad number. Oh gosh. Yeah. It, it is really it bad. Is bad. bad. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, Cutter would be perfect with that. Um, if he's able to fine tune that change up more against right-handers, that would be amazing. Uh, as of right now, his approach against right-handers, uh, you have thirty five percent slider, great. You have sixteen percent four seamer. You have thirty six percent sinker, and I'm telling you right now, I find it so rare to see a sinker that is consistently good against opposite-handed batters. The best ones I've seen are Logan Webb's and you can argue Marcus Stroman's because they are able to keep it down enough um, or Webb has such a good changeup that he can sneak it in enough and it mirrors effectively. There's but, one one yes. way of doing it that you didn't mention. Go ahead. Up. Mm, oh yeah, Were you, was that you talking about high sinkers the other day? I saw something yeah. going around. Up, up and away, which he doesn't do. Mm. He uh, wait is Reese Olson? He's a righty, so he knows how to do yeah. it against righties. So this is we're talking about his approach versus lefties. Yes. So I'm looking at his approach versus lefties is keep it away, away and down. And oh, I I apologize. Yeah, I just I just quoted you guys uh, his right handed approach. Two percent sinkers. 43% four seamers. 25%. Okay, so, yeah, he's not throwing, he's yeah. just trying not to throw that pitch. But the four seam is so bad it's so that bad. He, that's he's bad against lefties. 4% ICR. Maybe, maybe he should throw some of those sinkers. Uh so what we what I, I found, I think there might be a Ben Clemens piece coming in, in fangraphs about this. What I found in the playoffs was that pitchers um can outproduce what you expect from them if they have two types of fastballs. Uh, and they pitch them both high in the zone. And yeah, so exactly. it requires some cojones in a way because yeah. you're throwing, um, you're throwing, first of all, you're resulting, you're throwing a terrible four seam. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, ooh, on top of me throwing this terrible four seam to you, left handed batter, I'm also going to throw a sinker, which is not great. Um and try to play them off each other. You know, like I just love that you're introducing yourself to the right-handed batter. Hello, right-handed batter. Here's yeah. a bad four-seamer upstairs. <laughs> Hello, lefty. Here comes two really bad fastballs in a row at the top yeah. of the zone. 
may you enjoy them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, then, you know, the picture that comes to mind, by the way, when I think of bad four seamers that somehow do well, this is a minus seven hitter performance, which with 6% usage is just like, wait, you are so far exceeding expectations. Um, and that's Zach Eflin's four seamer because he, he throws that. He has he throws that four seam. He Eflin's on my Wade Miley list. Oh, interesting. He has command of a bunch of pitches and he throws yeah. cutter, four seam, and sinker, right? Uh, yes. Well, it's 6% four seamer, 75% of them are two strikes and he throws them upstairs. Yeah. That's that. I mean, he knows it's a 70% high lock, it's like 100th percentile. It's uh, it's crazy because it's not a good stuff plus pitch. I mean, I know it isn't. Our our stuff is like, okay, no, no, no. And it doesn't matter because he throws it so rarely that if people think it's the cutter. They think it's the curveball. They think it's the sinker. Then all of a sudden it stays there. And like, oh my gosh, I would have crushed this. But like, you're, you're kind of convincing me to be out on Olsen though with this because, you know, I have you in my ear about like, you know, getting in on a, on the opposite hand. Mm-hmm. And he cannot get his four seam in no. on the opposite hand. I mean, there's like one little red spot in and everything else is out over the plate. The right. only thing that I would tell him is let's throw, let's see if we can throw a cutter that will just, just throw it to the same spots as the four, as the, fir, as right. the four seam and, and like let the movement you know? and take it to inside. Maybe get him traded to Milwaukee or something. Or throw the, or throw the sinker to the same spot as you're throwing that four seam. Yeah. Which is like high and away. Right. And the right, reason right. that works is they think it's the crappy four seam. Instead, it's a crappy yeah. two seam, but the two seam takes it off the barrel. Yeah. You know, so it's like how Robbie Ray did this against righties, which I, I still exactly. never really understood that, to me. That's like this new thing. It's like, well, we want to throw up in the zone because that's where, you know, the swinging misses. Right. And that's yeah. where that's where the game is right now. But I don't really have a great four seam. So what can I do? Well, what you can do is throw a cutter or a two seam off of that. Yeah. And so then, you know, as a hitter, I'm trying to say, OK, that's hard and high. That's a four seam. Right. Right. And then if it's like a two scene, well, they're either going to jam me or it's going to go off the barrel, you know. You know, the, the the number one example for throwing not so great four seamers inside of lefties and getting away with it is it's Irvin Santana. Remember that ridiculous run he had at the beginning of the year that just drove everyone up the wall? It was and because he, he was really pristine. good. What was he really good? Sinker slider? Slider. Or was slider was so good. And then he spotted his four seamer super well. What was his best fastball? Four seamer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four seam. Um, it was up and into lefties. I remember watching a game, just sitting down, like, what is going on here? I think it was against the Rangers when it was on the Twins, and I just saw every single four seamer was up and in, up and in, and just jammed them endlessly. And then you had the slider go underneath, yeah. and that's how it's done. If you can, it's the hardest thing to do in baseball because I mean, even as you brought it up, it's like there are a lot of guys that will feast if you miss that a little bit over the plate, just a touch or closer to the heart. That's like real quick, sort of those right. Like- because I don't even consider that like if you want to make the strike zone just nine boxes uh, and that upper right box, I would even cut that zone. in half. I would make a two triangles out of that because the bottom left one, the one closer to the middle of the plate, like that one is known. They're going to do well with that. But if you can get it to that one top right triangle, oh, yeah, but I, I just like I unreal. wouldn't I wouldn't play around with that. That's fire, man. That's I know. Fire. But if maybe there's certain types skill, of movement patterns. Skill. That's yeah. the thing. That's true. It, I know. Oh, it's so like the danger zone so of a slider. Like not an end, right? Who do you like best? You brought up the Tigers. Who do you like best? Um, if they're if I mean, the two last two ones are fighting for their life to begin with, who's going to take their jobs? Yeah, I, I mean, a little bit still interesting right? to me. He's still so young, and to have that good of a slider and who's is that? something else. Reese Olson. 
Yeah. Um, Sawyer Gibson Long can be the uh, like the Logan Webb type. Um, I think it is a really good change if he just hasn't found that rhythm quite with it. But he does sneak in low sinkers, and that thing stays down low. It has good movement low. He can be very effective there, and he has a good enough slider too to get strikes. And that's kind of a nice uh, combination he's got going there. Three pitch mix that will work. Um, but my favorite, honestly, like I'm not even kidding. I think June first, you're going to see Jackson Job, and Jackson Job's going to be the best pitcher on that team. Think, yeah, I mean, he broke my models in the minors, and uh, like his breaking ball uh, looks like um, uh, Dubrams. Yeah, it, it's uh, the way I put it is. I have done more prospect research this offseason than I ever have. But like last year, my understanding of prospect pitchers, the stash was like Grayson Rodriguez and Brandon Fott, and that's it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not a bad approach. Bobby Miller. That's not and a bad I was like, I don't know. The bus rates are terrible. Right. You know, like. This is what I always did. But we also didn't have the same data. At least I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Right. And now that I actually did, and I can watch all this stuff too, I have Twitter. Uh, where everyone has videos of this stuff. Thank you guys, all you prospect writers, for putting up video of this because it's so helpful just to search and to see them. And I made, I literally have a top 100 pitching prospects list now because I just went over every team and cool, here's like three or four guys. Bam, there's a 100 now just for this year. And as I looked at it, it's like a lot of these guys, they all have their holes, all the reasons like and this won't work. Jackson Job is like, no, you have a, a stupid elite four-seamer. It's dumb elite. And you have a cutter, and you have the one of the filthiest sliders in the in the minors too. Like, and you're throwing upper nineties. I mean, it's just yeah, it's you. It's not Paul Skeens. It's you. Yeah, he's so, he, he or it, it is him. Yeah, he might be him. Uh, the uh, so give me the rotation. Uh, the Tigers oh, no. rotation on July fifteenth. July fifteenth. Um, well, coming out yeah. of the All Star break, you've convinced me about Flaherty. Just like this ain't gonna work. <laughs> so let's get rid of that. Um, so Scoobal. Yeah, Scoobal, Maeda. Uh, might as well find his way back in there. Might as just throwing splitters. Splitters, splitter, splitter, uh, splitter. Reese there and Jackson Job is there. And uh, Matt Manning, I'm sorry. Matt Manning, I don't know what you're doing. Manning or Mize? You got to pick one. I mean, it's going to be Manning. Um, Mize, I mean, the problem with Mize to me is it's really funny how like I look back and go, how was I ever really in any way interested? And I guess I wasn't. I called him a Toby. He was a sinker first guy with a slider that really acted like a cutter at first and then he changed it to be more of an aggressive one. Um, but that was his golden pitch in his debut. I remember remember uh, writing about it, like get breakdown saying like the splitter is very inconsistent. And no, what do you know? It's a splitter I don't love. So his sinker is no. fine. Yeah, a sinker is fine. But then the slider slash cutter was just his anytime he needed a strike, he got one with it. And that was really valuable. But if it's a sinker focus approach without being like, hey, I'm going to jam every single right-hander effectively. And then against lefties, you're not going inside with that thing, with with the the, the cutter. Uh, what am I chasing here? The, <laughs> like, the, what is the thing? The movement profiles on both on both fastballs look a little bit dead zoning. It's not exciting to me. So I, I'm not going to rule out the fact that like, we see guys come back from Tommy John. Tyler's talked about this. Like, I have to relearn my mechanics. And I can fix things. Mm-hmm. and that's cool so it's possible that Mize is doing that I saw the um, article from 86 the mile an hour gyro sliders a little bit yeah. slow for a gyro but that's true but it's um, okay velo overall for sliders yeah your, your colleague wrote on the athletic about Mize um, and he said that hey look I had a back injury 
that I also fixed too, which is, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. That's great. Um, but I loved his quote saying like he's watching Jackson Job and be like, it's nice being like, you know, veteran, be cool. Like you, you guys are coming up. I can help you. But then I'd be like, don't touch well, I watch, don't talk but to then him. I watch Jackson Job. I'm like, well, maybe he can teach me something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Did he say that at least? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> As a coach, I mean, like, don't, 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 yeah, right. don't, don't touch my Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, no. It'd be funny if there was a coach that just like always inserted himself in the conversation. So what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, did you guys see? Did you guys see uh, the mass singer last night? <laughs> no, just like the interrupter. <laughs> just yeah, right. And be like, "Oh man, did y'all hear that thing about Otani's dog?" Why is dude always showing up every time we tried to hang out? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. That's right. Um, the I. Uh, the other thing there, I mean, like on Maeda, I just think it's so fascinating. He keeps having these strikeout rates. Like, are you just completely just not buying it this year? No, no. I, I'm just fascinated. I think, you know, the to bring this full circle and maybe do a little bit of a transition. I only have one pitcher I want to talk about, uh, my, yeah. my second pitcher. But, you know, and, and, to, and to tie this back to the last episode, which is, you know, I'm fascinated by like how bad of a fastball a fast a starting pitcher can have. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's like an existential question for me. It's like where where is the line? How is it related to how good your out pitch is? And for Miley, it's like I don't see like a real plus plus out pitch. So it's fascinating to me that he doesn't have good fastballs and he doesn't have a real plus plus out pitch. Right. But he's but he's making it work. Maeda, I think I would say has a plus plus out pitch. Maybe the best splitter in baseball or second best splitter in baseball. Um, and then you know, good enough slider and just fastballs that, I mean, um, uh, fastballs that keep getting worse and worse, yeah. you know, they just, they're just awful. And, uh, I don't know when, what, I don't know what it even looks like at the end. I guess, you know, I guess Granky's fastballs weren't great. And at some point it's just, you know, if your command is good enough and you have an out pitch, you can do a four five ERA, you know, we do have a a Kenta Maeda 2021 466 ERA, you know, that sort of says maybe he's is he entering the Granky stage, the late stage Granky stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, great, great split finger, great slider, uh, and horrible fastball 65 if you're a stuff pluses. I mean, so, the thing is, though, from like from the middle of June onward, Maeda crushed. Like it was like a three-three ERA, a one. I'm sure he was. Was he pitching backwards, throwing and, sliders when you expect yeah, well, that's fastballs? That's the thing that he does. Like against righties last year, it was 25% splitters and 36% sliders, and he's yeah. just trying to sneak in these fastballs and sinkers every once in a while. Yeah, right. So it's I mean, like I, I think I think it was a good sinker. I think it was a good signing for them, but like I don't, I yeah. don't know, uh, I don't know how long to trust it. Uh, and even the signing for them was that was a two years, so you know they're not they're not trusting long term. Um, I've got uh, a guy uh, Winkowski. Oh, Josh Winkowski. Yes. So, this is so funny. I know I did a top four hundred. Uh-huh. I actually originally had top three hundred, and I didn't even have Winkowski, and I added him. <laughs> uh, but like the thing is, Winkowski to me is like the at best the seventh option at well, best here. I mean, we've got some good results out of the pen and then some talk that he's eligible. Um, you know, he's in the group uh, that may 
Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like Whitlock, Halk, and Winkowski, you could say, are going for the fifth spot. Because right, we've had some major. Bayo and Giolito. We've had some major health issues in Whitlock. From Halk, you've got major platoon issues, I think. Because it's. Yes. You know, he needs to figure out a way to get out uh, lefties. Lefties. Yeah. Because he's right. so. He's like, even as a. Yeah, people are like, oh, he's just a righty version of Chris Sales. Like, no, well. Change up. <laughs> yeah. That's, no change up. Missing one. The splitter. You know, one we were talking finger. about Halk splitter last year. You remember that? I, I mean, I think it will maybe. be how my point is not so much that Winkowski is going to win this battle. No, it's more that I looked around for another Wade Miley and I found Josh mm. Winkowski because oh, what you've got is a uh, you've got a low spin efficiency four seam that's only OK, but he locates it really well. Um, and then you've got a cutter that's his his bread and butter, basically. And against righties, he uses a sinker um, against lefties. He's uh, he's like cutter back foot slider. Uh, and change up his change up's not as good as Wade Miley's, but he locates four pitches really well. The the problem will be is that all of these stuff numbers have come in relief, and our exchange rate has been around five. So if you say he's got a 94 uh stuff plus fastball out of the pen, you're thinking that's like an 89. Oh, no, as a, that's, as a that's aggressive starter, yeah, yeah, and then. Slider will survive that exchange, but that's mm-hmm. for righties mostly. The changeup, I don't know if it's a across the board minus five, you know, because of platoon yeah. issues. Maybe maybe the changeup stays the way it is, and it's just averageish. The right. sinker, I, I think the fastballs is basically where the five stuff goes away. So the mm-hmm. ninety-eight stuff plus sinker that's pretty good would become you know not as good, but but decent. There are definitely ninety-three stuff plus sinker guys that are that are out there and, and thriving. But I, I saw a similar package across the board. But I, I, you know, I also think that because the world has shown us we're paying Wade Miley seven million dollars, and we're drafting him in the hundred and fiftieth round, like nobody trusts this type of package. So I don't think Josh Winkowski is going to win the job. And I think that if he ever gets another shot at starting, it'll be for the Milwaukee Brewers in the year like twenty twenty nine. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, there's a big difference between Winkowski and Miley, and it's actually a very simple one. What's it's that? one's a lefty, one's a righty. And yeah. cutters are going to be more effective against righties because, I mean, those are really good pitches inside. And that's actually what Winkowski does against lefties really well. It's like a 32%. But I thought SCR. the cutter was the lefty ne- neutralizer for righties. It is, but what, which is more important to neutralize, right? And because uh, Miley's going to face more righties, right? It's. Uh, you're just going to see a majority more right-handed batters. You're going to, you can benefit well, so the lefty more. Just to sneak one last name in, uh, yeah. my other candidate, uh, and and there's a very simple reason he won't work either. My other Wade Miley candidate is Brandon Williamson. Oh now you've got man, your lefty. no, he could work. He could. Now work. you got your lefty. Now you got your cutter. Now you got your changeup. It's very similar. Here's the reason it's not Wade Miley. Yeah, command. So it changed, though. Here's the thing. There was like a month when Brandon Williamson last year, I, th- I want to say it was like the end of July to August, and then he got COVID, mm-hmm. um, where not only was his command better on it, it was up to like 94, 95 velocity. Yeah. And then it was it was all cooking. It was just like, this I mean, is the guy, you know, was and good I, for a little bit, for sure. And I uh, velocity was up. He was gaining those cutters inside righties. He was doing all the things. Changeups were down away like it was there. And then he got COVID and he came back and wasn't the same. And it's just, yeah. well, 
you play for the Reds. You don't even have a starting job. Like, okay, I'll talk to you another time. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> you're walking a line when you're through the Reds. And then he's yeah. got this pretty healthy, I mean, a pretty healthy injury history. Like he's got a, he's oh, got yeah. a pretty, pretty uh, spotty Absolutely. record. I mean, so that was the, uh, the Nuevo Marte deal, I think, with the Mariners too, right? That was the, uh, I think he was, uh, he was uh, the, uh, the winker. Yeah. So the winker deal? Oh, you man. have him, Fangress has him seventh, like, uh, if you had to pick a six starter, him or Nick Martinez, and oh, Nick and, Martinez and just Phillips just kind of breeze by them, or is the command so Connor Phillips' or? command is so? I mean, obviously you walk three batters to start a game in twelve pitches. You know, there's something it's a problem there. But I am with you on like the stuff is filth yeah. with Connor Phillips. I think he's well, they traded away Joe green. Boyle, so I, you know I yeah. don't know that they value that package. So I mean, it's funny because Joe Boyle and Phillips are like the same thing to me. Um, yeah, but I. Yeah. I, I don't want to draft anyone on the Reds, really. Uh, Nick Martinez, actually, I, I it's so painful to me. I had a whole campaign last year about, like, let Nick Martinez start. Even the year before, I felt like they should have tried longer, and they didn't. He was good as a as a fireman. I get it. It's kind of hilarious. You can look at his last, like, four games that he was a quote-unquote starter. There's one that was three innings for Nick Martinez. But he literally threw, like, over 20 scoreless innings as his last four games as a starter. Uh, but... It's such a good changeup with Nick Martinez. I mean, truly Vulcan. a remarkably good one. He also made adjustments in season about fastball locations and approach on it, which was better for him. And I think if you signed anywhere else and had a starting job, I'd be so in. And like your mock Michael Walker situation. But I won't do you know, that. I won't do it. I won't. Because <laughs> it's Nick the Martinez in Cincinnati. I can't go after any. I Look, I have like Hunter Green at like 70 because I just won't do this. Yeah, it, it's like Andrew it's Abbott, 60% fly balls in Cincinnati. You want to do that? No, and also command just being like, hey, sometimes I'm going to have my four seamer working and sometimes I'm not. And well, he just throws it like middle, middle, middle a lot. Like, yeah. Like, but then I asked him, like, didn't... what is up with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick Lodolo is the one I'm most interested in because I think at least he has the most complete package. I think the changeup does get better this year. But man, and he actually does locate his four seamer, I think, pretty well. But no, I can't do it. It's just too... <sighs> I actually think that it'll be kind of disastrous for Nick Martinez to start there and that he will go back into a swingman situation and that Williamson will be the spot starter oh, uh, when someone's hurt. But like the guy who comes up when way. Nick Lodolo is hurt again. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but you don't pay him that. That's the only problem. It's like, that's why it is Maeda and Flaherty to me. I, I assume if you're going to pay the guy, say for like Jacob Junis, I don't know what's going on. You're going to give him $26 million. Yeah. You got to start him, right? That's just my thought process there. I don't love their uh, offseason. Well, Frankie man. Montes, too. <laughs> I don't love their offseason. I mean, with Montes, at least it's like, you know. Whatever, right? Who he, knows? If he comes back blowing heat and he's yeah. who he used to be, like, he could actually be a but, guy that you pitch in Cincinnati. Like, how do you sign? It's like Montes and Imanaga essentially got the same deal, and I can't believe that. That doesn't make much sense to me. None. And then who? The, and they sign Emilio Pagan, who has, like, real home run issues. <laughs> well maybe they see it this way okay you know what like give us the home run issues guys because everyone's gonna have home run issues here so yeah. it just gets numbed out more like we're i don't know that's, with that's the 1.75 homers per night that we're gonna yeah. get out of him <laughs> that that's all i could think of it's like well everyone's gonna know home runs okay. well he had one year suppression in home run rates and and like you know with a little bit of a, a change in approach but you know 30 percent cutters you yeah, know? 
but uh, I'm not buying it necessarily. No, no, I can't. I just can't do it. Brandon Williamson's so interesting. Like, <laughs> watch them deal him. The though. new Wade Miley is just such a. That's such a. I, so I wonder like, <laughs> if I said that in an interview. Like, what, <laughs> what is his reaction be, dude? Oh my like, god, hey, man! I watch you, and you know who I see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, put it like a um, just watch the light go you know, out of his eyes harder, and all the answers. Are just harder like throwing Jamie Moyer. <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, at least you can, yeah. yeah, at least you're young, so you can't be. It's not an old joke you're making, right? I <laughs> whew, got got that one. I feel like there are other guys that have been those that, that cutter approach. Oh, you know what? You know which yeah. one? Like I I chucked and ducked with. Yeah. So John Means. Yeah, of course the Estrada stuff. I did. Oh, you, so I, yeah. but I didn't want to say it because I don't I don't know what some people don't think he's any good. Oh, so like I was like, um, don't take this the wrong way, but your change up, there's like one person I think of like right away when I see it, and he's like he's like and I was like, I don't want to say it. And he's like, You want me to say it? And I was like, Okay, on the count of three, we both say it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Marco Estrada, and we're like, Yes. yes. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I mean, that's the reason why Estrada was a major leaguer. Let's make everyone understand this. So you want to be compared to Estrada's changeup because everything else was bad. You don't want to right, say right. Estrada's you, fastball. You could, you could theoretically have Marco Estrada's changeup and do better if you had other yeah, better pitches, right? Which uh, I'm not I mean, sure that like, John Means does, by the way. I think of Martinez. I think he might Malcolm. actually just be Marco Estrada. Now. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! It, it was well, Means. It was so interesting because we were getting excited. I think entering 2022 for him because he was improving his secondary pitches finally. Yeah. No, the, and then the all of a sudden you got Tommy John and better, just better, but yeah, coming off of yeah. Tommy John and like, yeah, and seeing hard. a real dip in, in spin and movement on the, on the curveball sense. But like, he's going to have a four or five year No, he's going to be better than that. And he's going to go like six innings every game, you know? Yeah. But he just didn't strike anybody out. Yeah. And he's going to have like an 18% K rate or like a 22. He's a guy I'd like to know some more information in the spring. Yeah, I'd like to know what his secondary pitch looks like. Does his slider, you know, is he, what kind of a slider is he throwing? Can he actually uh, get his change up low? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I, th- I don't know if that's that important with the straight change. Oh man. I want it low. I, I just, it's just like, if you go after it, it's so much harder to do some damage on it. Right. Uh, yeah, let me let me see what I got here. I got so his uh, curveball went from going 79 miles an hour um, and having seven inches of drop over uh, and then now it has four inches of drop and goes uh, 78. So mm-hmm. I would just want to see some even if I just saw some like pitching ninja curveballs, you know? Yeah, sure. I might 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 perk up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think that is going to do it for this episode of the craft. I know we have like 20 more tangents we could jump into here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't thank you enough, of course, for coming on the show and tell everybody, what are you working on these days? Oh, my deep, uh, my deep leaks, uh, sleepers will be out, uh, nice. sometime this week. And, uh, right now I'm working on my young breakout hitters. So. Ah, there you go. Uh, I never mentioned that again to me. Um, but I, uh, I mean, 
that you don't Darvin, like that H word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who are no, they? I legitimately haven't done like any sort of hitting prep yet. Like, I've got to do labor in two weeks. And I'm like, we got to come know. up with some sort of a pitchy fancy game where you just, it's just all pitchers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm working on it. Okay. Nice. <laughs> it's my, it's my streaming rankings every day. You're going to say beat Nick, you know, you gotta, ah, you gotta beat me through the entire like year. That. Right. Uh, but, um, the the biggest thing on our side, of course, guys, we have a lot of the data we're talking about, not even just inside the apps. We have them on our player pages. We have a mistake rate on there now, too, which is super, super exciting. Um, so go check that stuff out. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see some of you guys in Florida. Um, not this guy, but uh, I'll be there. I'll be the starting pitcher. Like, hey, cool, guys. Fun pitching stats. Let's go. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of The Craft. Thank you all so much for listening. On behalf of Venusaurus. My name is Nick Pollock, and we'll talk about pitching next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.